Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Talk Line Football. It is January 16th, 2020. I'm your host, Tuan. Here's my boys right here next to me. Mart, what's going on, Marty? What's going on, Tuan? Not much, man. I just got done watching... Um, I was watching uh, the Netflix documentary on Aaron Hernandez. You see that yet? No, I'm actually planning on watching after this. There, you got it. Literally, as soon as we're done with this podcast, you got to go. It's it's wild the stuff that occurred. That obviously, we didn't really know about. They show you like in depth with like the court cases and stuff. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but yeah, you got to check it out and let me know what you think about it. But it was wild. What episode? Uh, what episode are you on? I finished it all. I was literally watching it since like four o'clock. Yeah, I watched it for like three hours. But yeah, there's three episodes. I think they're all like an like a little. It's like an hour and like four minutes each. Hour and five minutes. Well, looks like that's what I'm gonna be doing after this. Yeah, it's sick. But yeah, let me know what you think about it. But uh, speaking of, let me know what you think. What you think of? Uh, what you think of LSU dominating Clemson? I mean, I think that like we're never gonna see something like this ever again. What LSU's offense done this year? was remarkable. Even Joe Burrow, I think he broke the record for most passing touchdowns in a season, most combined touchdowns in a season with like 60. Uh, yeah, passing. He, he get the completion percentage too, right? Yep. He had over 76 uh, uh, completion percentage and he had 60 passing and four rushing. Is he, where do you rank him? Uh, like best quarterbacks all time in college football, like a season, like one season. One season? One season. Not like a career. Not like Tim Tebow, like career. Yeah. Six years at Florida. One season, you know, where do you rank it? Off of my head, like, since I've been alive, I think, like, you know, since I've been watching football, I would have to say that he's got to be one or two. Like, really one. He's got to be one. Like, how do you – make an argument for number two right now. Make an argument. The three I'd pop into my head are, are Burrow, Tebow, and Vince Young. I knew you were going to say Vince Young because you love Vince Young, but he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Statistically wise, it has to be Joe. It has to be Burrow. Statistically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does. So, what about LSU, the team as a whole? Where would you rank them since you've been watching college football, since you've been alive? I mean, they, they literally beat up on every team that they played besides Auburn. Like you think Alabama, those USC teams and Alabama teams and Miami teams. I don't know because this is the first year that actually LSU didn't have to rely on their defense. So like in the past, de- yeah. like their defense would, would couldn't couldn't let more than like twenty one to twenty four points. But this year, it's like their defense allowed these points. So I mean, I can see USC having um, with Reg- with Reggie Bush and Matt Lyon, Lineart, Lineart, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, having success against them because they still had a decent defense. They still had Clay Matthews. They still had Troy. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I can see them doing well there. Had your boy, they had your boy Cushing. Yeah. Cushing. Yep. Yeah. And then they had, um, what's the other linebacker? Oh my God. Ray. Oh yeah. Ray. What's his name? Uh, he went Mal- to the Bengals. Yeah. Mal- um, Maluga, right? Yeah. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. They had a sick linebacking core. They yeah. They did. Breath. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like today, I was thinking about like Burrow, probably the best QB we've seen college football one season. LSU ranking wise, I don't know if they beat. I would probably give the edge to the USC team. Mm-hmm. I think I would, even though Texas beat them. So what's up? Yeah, uh, but you play that game yeah. nine and ten times. Texas ain't winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Maybe. <laughs> I was watch- I was actually looking at Reggie Bush's highlights yesterday. Stupid. That he was probably like I loved Tim Tebow, but he was probably the most electric, entertaining yeah. player I've ever seen. And Dude. it's such it sucks that he just did not. He I consider my eyes was. Um, a small bust in NFL. Like, he was a little bit bust for what the hype that he was coming out of college. Like, come on out. He was ahead of his time. You put him in the NFL right now, he's all, he's like an all pro. Yep. 100%. Yeah. 100%. He's ahead of his time. And he, but in the college, dude, he was so fast. Yeah. And he was on another plane. He's on a different playing field. Everything yeah. touched the field. It just looked, it just looked like, like he was just, like, he was just gliding. You know, you know too, speaking, and like the college football game, too. Um, on the Clemson side, one guy that I was like, kind of, you know, he he kind of stunk to be honest with you was Trevor Lawrence. Like, obviously the hype with him, obviously he'll probably be whatever the first round pick next year, probably the number one overall pick. But he was brutal in the championship game. Played really well against Ohio State. Was terrible against LSU. But did he really play that great against Ohio State? Like. The, that fifteen, that uh, legal, uh, that uh, what's called ejection in that game turned around the momentum in that, and that's when he started playing well. He wasn't playing well before then; they were getting shut out. Yeah, the best thing about him and I give us Ohio State was actually his legs. Yeah, he ran for like one. He ran for like one fifteen against LSU, who's missing all sorts of throws. Even when he was getting pressured, I mean, I know he was getting hit a little bit, but even when he was getting pressured, balls were low. He was skipping them. He was overthrowing them. It didn't look like the Trevor Lawrence we've you know been accustomed to by the media, at least. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. A lot of people say that he did have a down year this year. Um, so we'll see. I mean, that, is it the weapons? Is it the offense? I mean, they had that great running back. Um, so we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens next year. It's a lot of talent, though, in that game. I mean, you had, like, from NFL talent. Like, you had Simmons, you had Burrow, Del Pitt, Higgins, Terrell, Chasing Kid, Simpson, Jefferson, the Fulton Kid. Yep. And the uh, – Tailback too. Is tailback coming out in the draft year, right? The uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis, Travis. Um, what's his last name? I can't remember. Etn or something man, like that. Etn, Etn. Yeah, that's yeah it. Etn. Yeah, he's kind of sick. No, lie. he is. He is. Yeah, we'll see if those guys get into the NFL. And then, you know, speaking of the NFL, we got Championship Sunday right around the corner here. About time. NFC, AFC Championship preview. Now, if you look at the AFC side of it, Titans, Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, you know how bad I want to bet on the Titans to win. I know you do. And you, you know what's going to happen is, and I'm thinking the same thing. Like, I've not picked the Titans yet, and I'm still not going to because I just think that um, Kansas City's offense is just too good. The fact that they scored 51 points in less than three quarters is ridiculous. They scored like 28 in like eight minutes. It's crazy. Yep. But Titans, dude, they beat. I know they beat the Patriots. They beat the Ravens. You know, I was, I was kind of, I was definitely on the Patriots one. The Ravens one, like I wanted to, but I didn't. I can't. The Chiefs are my Super Bowl pick. I can't. I have to go. Yeah. I'm all on board with the Chiefs, even though it wouldn't shock me. Derrick Henry runs for 200 yards and they win the game. But I don't think, I don't think they keep up with Mahomes and the firepower. You remember when the the um the Jets made that deep run and I think they made it to the AFC championship against the Colts. It was a year ago when that when um Sanchez was the starting queue. Yeah. I feel like in the AFC championship it was like pretty tight, but like, you know, the Colts kind of like had full control of the game. I think that's what's gonna be like like I'm hoping it's a tight game, but I feel like the Kansas is just too good. Too many weapons. 
I mean, I think it'll be close in like the first half. Then the second half, I think Mahomes is going to start to start not, to break away. Not for nothing, the Titans' offense didn't do much against Baltimore. Like they really, didn't. it was just that Baltimore was killing themselves and and turning the ball over and getting stopped on fourth and short and stuff like that. Like that's what decided the game. You know, it wasn't the fact that the Titans were like the better team or play better. Because I really don't think so. If you look at all the statistically, like all the stats, Baltimore blew them out of order. Besides Dude, the one that like matters. What? They had like eight possessions inside like the 40-yard line. They yep. scored 12 points. Yep, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, like, they, like, that's why I feel like, yes, the Titans won. They deserve the credit. You know, they're doing a great job. Um, You know, they're, they're running the rock. They're keeping the ball out of Tannehill's hand. But, I mean, eventually Tannehill has to throw over 100 yards in the postseason game. Mm-hmm. I think this is the game he's going to have to because I think after a third, late third quarter into the fourth, I think Mahomes gets like a, like a you know, two-score lead. Even if it's like 10 points, then you're going to have to throw it a little bit. And I think that's when they shut him down. You know, you keep Henry. I mean, Henry's going to run for 100, obviously. You keep him to like 120, that's like a win. He can't run for a 180-200, though. We'll see because Kansas City's defense is starting to get healthy and they're like sneaky good, you know. You so we'll see. Him. I don't. You just can't tackle him. We'll see. We'll see. It's like okay, over like three yards. over under 125 yards. Go. Oh, uh, oof. 125. I'm gonna say over. I'm taking under. Speaking of that, oh, well, might as well get into it then, right here. Check this out. My one of my bets for the week is Derrick Henry. The over under is one hundred nine point five, plus one hundred odds for the over. I, I'm I'm taking the over. I think everybody in America should take the over. I think he runs for one ten. Right. Hopefully, he doesn't get uh, game script out. I'm hoping for it. But on on uh, with that being said, too, another bet of the week here, bet of the day here. So I'm taking the Titans plus four and a half in the first half because I do think it'll be close in the first half. But then the Chiefs take over in the second. So Titans plus four and a half in the first half, and Derrick Henry over 109 yards. Okay. Right. And my other bet, I'm gonna throw it out there, Mark, just just so you can win some money here. That same game, Travis Kelsey over six and a half receptions, plus 125 odds. Now you don't think that maybe Hill and Damian will get more involved in the passing game because Kelsey was featured so much that maybe that. The Titans' stingy defense was both try to stop and contain Kelsey. Nope. Last nine games he's played, he's gone over six, eight out of the nine. He's okay. gonna get. He's gonna get. He's gonna get nine catches. Nine catches, hundred yards. I don't know what the receiving. I think the receiving totals in the seventies too, which is kind of enticing. But I'm just gonna go with the receptions. The thing is that he gets so many targets in the red zone that like are like three or four or five yards that like. That's why he's probably receiving total so low because he doesn't really get big plays unless he's like yeah, wide open. So yes, give me the receptions, man. Plus one twenty-five, Henry over one hundred nine point five, plus two hundred. Let's, let's kick it into gear to the NFC. Mm. So I mean, Packers, you know they they squeak one out. You know Seattle started coming back, um, and then um, San Fran completely dominated the Vikings. Like dominated, them. dude. I lost money on that. Remember last week when I said bet the. It was bet the uh, under on everything, but the Chiefs bet the over. Yeah. I freaking lost because of that. That game screwed me so bad, the Minnesota game, twice. I bet that, oh, I, bet, I bet them 15 and a half points plus 15 and a half to Vikings, and they still lost. 
do you, can the Packers move the ball again, Sam? My question is because, like, think about it. If I'm a defensive, well, obviously, you know, the, the coordinator does not shadow Sherman, so I can't say have Sherman just shadow Adams and just stack the box and stop Aaron Jones, but that's not going to happen because they don't do that. But and they have deep; they're deep in uh, in corner, San Fran. Can they, can the Packers move the ball in the Niners? Do you think they can do it? I mean, <clears throat> I know it doesn't. The regular season doesn't mean crap because San Fran stomped them. But I think the biggest matchup is Aaron Jones versus San Fran's run D. If Jones can establish some type of run, I think they can move it. As good as Aaron Rodgers is, I think if he has to just throw, 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 throw. They're just going to pin their ear. Their pass rush is sick, San Fran's pass rush. Especially what's his name that just came back recently? Was it um, the Buckner, right? DeForest Buckner? DeForest Buckner, yeah. Look at that front four. That's a ferocious front four. Buckner, I'm saying. Um, Armstead, you got Bosa, and you got um, Clark? Or Ford? Yeah, Frank Clark. Ford. So, no, Frank Clark's not. That's not Frank Clark. No, it's not Frank Clark. It's someone Ford. He's a Chiefs. I gotta look it up. Keep 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 going. I'm looking that up real quick. I need to see their front four. Well, D it's D Ford Bosa. Oh, D Ford. That's what it is. I said Ford. I said Clark, and I said Ford. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. D Ford Bosa. Um, who the other two? Buckner, you said. Buckner, yeah. And then um Armstead, which Armstead Armstead is going to be a free agent. Right. Dallas need D tackle. Yeah. Sheesh. So those four. If, if if Jones can't get the run established and they and Rogers got to pass 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 those four rushing and by the way their secondary is pretty sick too like you just said their depth at cornerback they got Sherman who's an All Pro they're gonna they got no chance Green Bay zero chance like as Aaron Rodgers is best we've probably ever seen in our lifetimes in the history of the NFL you know he's not gonna be able to do that by himself but the thing is, they what they do is they do those short flat slash outs that kind of helps in the run game. So that's the only thing that, like, you know, like might open up the run is because they do that because he has Roger has such a quick release that he gets it out there in such a uh, in a timely fashion that it like kills the um, D backs. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna I have to get rid of the ball. So he sits in that pocket, he's gonna get crushed, dude. Yeah, I can't see, I don't see Packers winning it in any way. I really don't. I just think the Niners are a better team. Shanahan will school on that defensive coordinator, um, and he will just. Do what he pleases. If it was in Lambeau, I might give him a chance. But if it's in yeah. it's in San Fran, so I'm not give, I'm not even giving him a chance. I mean, I think the spread's like a, a little over a touchdown, but yeah, I'm not gonna touch it. But still, I think San Fran kind of beats up on. Them. I think they're too physical too. I just yeah. like the way San Fran plays. I like the way they model their game. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, but the, again, when you look at the Packers defense, Packers defense has been stepping up. They have two uh, pretty good corners, King and Alexander. I'm, I'm curious how they play Debo and um, Sanders. I mean, you do have yeah. Kittle, so that's the only opportunity that the Packers would have to fo- would really focus on. And then they have that the Smith brother. Uh, well, I don't call them. They're not brothers, but the Smiths yeah. that are good. I just like their – yeah, I just like Shanahan's, like, run game scheme. Yeah. Oh, he, just, he just makes it work. Speaking of schemes, as you see um, – I know it's a little off topic here, but you see the Cowboys. Uh, yep. Mama Kofi, what you just said. Yep. That Callum Moore's in the. You can go. Yeah. <laughs> They're going with yeah, the West Coast system with um, a lot of a lot of zone blocking. They kind of ran that anyway. A lot of zone blocking with the O line with Zeke, but I'm curious to see how the West Coast goes with uh, Prescott. 
Interesting. Yeah. We'll see. We both, we're both on the same train there. We're going to KC, San Fran. Yeah, and I hope that's really the outcome. I, I would love to see the Titans, you know, win um, and hopefully, you know, bring their luck to the Super Bowl. But I would like Speaking to see the, the two best the teams. Titans, the Titans win, dude. Listen to this. Titans win. Um, say they win and go to the Super Bowl. Uh, the week after the Super Bowl, I'm actually going to be in Nashville on a bachelor party. And if the Titans win the Super Bowl, there's like a really, really good chance that the parade will be in Nashville on the weekend that I'm there. I'll That's be there like, like a Thursday through Sunday. Could you imagine that? That would be awesome. That would be party time yeah that's party go bro you're, you're not making it back you know me you know how i feel yeah. about freaking uh, big strong henry i'm a freaking tackle that bro freaking henry bro i'll be all over him i'm gonna be arrested you're gonna see me yeah yes freaking news i'm gonna have to find uh, a new co-host <laughs> uh all right so i already gave my bets too so bets we got our our Preview is going to be we're going KC San Fran. I think we both said KC a few weeks ago, right? You were on KC yeah, train. We both said KC, but we said KC versus New Orleans. <laughs> so yeah. right when that I switched to Niners, obviously got to make that pivot. Yeah. I should have put money in, man. KC, San, I had KC San Fran and KC to win it all, and like the odds were like plus eight fifty to make it exact. I should have did it. I didn't do it. I'm an idiot. Like, I think that's what's going to happen. It's like the most likely outcome now. Yeah, but uh. All right, speaking of, you know, after you – know, once we get to Championship Sunday, then we got our Super Bowl, then it's finally time to focus on the offseason. Mock draft central before we know if free agency will be here. After free agency, we got the NFL draft 2020. So what we're going to do for you guys, me and Mart, this week, um, we're going to come up with our own little mock draft. I'm going to take all the odd numbers. Mart's going to take the even numbers. This week we're going to do just numbers 1 through 10. 1 through 32 will literally take us way too long. So we'll take 10A. We'll do 1 through 10 this week. Next week, we'll do 11 through 20. The week after, we'll do 21 through 32. And uh, we'll see if our model, you know, maybe we'll even do one, you know, one final one closer to the draft, kind of finalize it and see how we kind of compare it to what they picked. Obviously, we're not doing any type of trades, trades up, trade backs, anything like that. So it's just straight up. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with number one, who, I mean, it's pretty easy. Cincinnati Bengals, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow, quarterback LSU, because it just makes the most sense, obviously, and there's not really much for me to analyze that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my pick for one. And I, I, honestly, you can't, like, you cannot do that if you're the Bengals. Um, and this yeah. makes my pick very easy. Um, the Washington Redskins will be selecting Chase Young, defensive end, Ohio State. Um, this is the best pass rusher that I think I've seen since Von Miller. Um you know, and I do think that the, the Redskins have um, more holes to fill, but you just can't pass up on a once-in-a-generation type of player. Um, and with that, with him being drafted, think about this front, like, four – well, the one's outside linebacker, but you got uh, Sweat, Allen, Payne, which Payne's a run-stuffer, and then you're going to have, you know, Chase Young. That's a ferocious front, like, seven right there. Mm. Ferocious. And, and don't forget, they got Sweat on a huge discount last year because of the um, misdiagnosis, and they got him on 26 pits. So, like, that's huge. That's like a sick front four. Yeah, I'm not too excited about that because that's probably going to be reality, you know, for yep. Giants fans listening to this, obviously Cowboys fans listening to this, and Eagles. That's what we're going to have to deal with, Sweat and, uh, and Young coming off the edges. All going to be crushing Dak Prescott for the next 10 years. Can't wait for that. 
And Allen and Payne, bro, like their run defense has been really had been pretty good the last couple of years. And adding this guy, it's just it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. Uh, three pick is Detroit Lions. They can kind of go anywhere. I mean, they have holes all over the place. But I'm just gonna go best available, which is Jeff Fakuda, the cornerback for Ohio State. I, mean, I know they got Slay, but I think if they combine him and Slay, you know, they can kind of make start to make teams a little bit more one dimensional. You know, then they can kind of focus on their front, the trenches, and, you know, that kind of take away the pass game. I think this kid's pretty good. You know, not that he's – I wouldn't compare him to, like, you know, the most recent lockdown corner we've seen is Jalen Ramsey. I think he's going to be that good. I mean, he might have the potential to be that good, but I think out of college he's not that as good as Ramsey was. But I do think him and Slayer would be a good combo. I think he's the best player on the board at this time period for Matt Patricia, a defensive-minded guy in the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I, and I agree. I think that – and I wouldn't be surprised if – if they do uh, draft Jeff, that they actually try to trade Slay for some assets and for draft picks. So if that's the way that they're doing, I can see them doing that. Of course, I have the fourth pick, and I got another NFC East team, the New York Football Giants. And I think that you know they do have just like Washington a lot of holes, but I think that you know having a franchise quarterback and having a franchise uh, running back, they will be selecting um, Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, Georgia. So um, when I'm looking Georgia. at this guy. And I was, Georgia, and I was looking at um when I was looking at this guy in scouting him, I think that uh you know he's he he's reminds me of Ronnie Stanley. That's what reminds me. Of. He compares me to Ronnie Stanley. Uh, best trait is that he has he's like an old school tackle where he's a lot of power. But my biggest opportunity for him is that his footwork. He's he gets quicksand. I call it. You know he gets stuck in in there and he can get beat very easily. Which in that division, you got some ferocious defense alignment. And ferocious defensive ends. Yeah. D Law, possibly Chase Young, um, Sweat. Um, is he a left God. tackle? He is a left tackle, but I think he, yeah, he's a left tackle. He is, he is. All right. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, I think that I think that they need it. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta protect their their future, and I think that's why they're gonna go offensive tackle here. Yeah, I mean, it makes the most sense. You have, you just had a rookie quarterback who's your franchise, and obviously Barkley as well. You get that line ready to roll, you know, get, get maybe another wide out. They got a pretty good uh, offense there. Yeah. Uh, pick five is the Miami Dolphins. I got an asterisk next to this, but I don't know. I don't I really love the pick. I know I was texting you earlier as well. I don't really love the pick, but I'm going to go with Tua, um, the quarterback from Bama. I mean, they, they need a quarterback. I say, even though I think Fitzpatrick can play till he's, you know, 50, and I do love Fitzpatrick. But they need to start looking towards the future. Obviously, um, I just got to see how his met, how he clears medical for you know the draft day. And I don't know how he's. You know, he had a lot of injuries. I do think he's a he's a bright kid though when it comes to elite passing accuracy. One and then obviously two, you know, play recognition, reading a defense, all that stuff. You know, he showed it at Alabama. I know it's a different game in college football compared to the pros. College, you got guys wide open all over the place. You know, being wide open in the NFL is uh, you don't yard and a half. Um, so, you know, I'm curious to see who Miami picks actually in the top ten. They're like one of the ones I'm kind of unsure of. So I don't know if they're going to go with the quarterback. Maybe they even take you know Herbert, the kid from Oregon, might even leap over him. Who knows? By the time from now until the draft, but they can pick anybody. They can take a lineman if they want. I mean, they could pick, you know, a linebacker if they want, you know, whoever they, you know, they have a lot of holes. But I'm going to go two off for now. I think that's going to be my pick for them. 
I, I do think that that's a, a good pick. And they don't forget they have another first round pick. I think they have the 26th overall pick as well. So they can fill another hole there. Three? What? Do they have three picks or two? Yeah, they, I, I believe they have Pittsburgh as well. So they right. do have um, they do have a decent amount of picks Six coming in. So they can, I mean, if they want to go, if they're all, all hands in on um, Burrow, they can try to go for him. And I said numerous times that I think whoever has the first pick, if you're like, I mean, think about it. Lawrence next year might not have a great as future as Burrow, but if you can get like two or three first round draft picks and get Lawrence next year and tank again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not really, it depends how you feel about Burrow. If you think he's exactly, gonna to take him. Yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. That's what you know. That's what we both were saying. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of moving pieces, and obviously, you know, this is just when the season's over. So you still have the Senior Bowl, Combine, Pro Days. They did say that. Um, um, Tua is going to pass for some for NFL teams, so that's you know that's in, um, reinsuring for the teams. But they do have the 18th pick. They had, the Dolphins had the 18th pick, not 26. I do apologize. I thought it was the 26. Mm-hmm. No, they do. They have the 26 from Houston. They had the 18th, and they had the um, the fifth round, fifth pick overall. They have, they have three. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought they had three. Yeah, so they can package two of those and, and move up if they really want to. If they really want someone. But yeah, I don't like, know. If I'm the Dolphins, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm holding off. But okay, so let's get down to the sixth pick, which is the the Chargers. Go, Chargers, go. So you kind of made my pick easy because I was gonna take a QB here regardless, because I think the Rivers era is over, which I do think that they might re-sign him for another year. Because I don't think either Tua, obviously not going to be ready to play, or Justin Herbert, the quarterback out of Oregon, is going to be ready to play either. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of success and a lot of people, you know, you got to – I think Justin needs some time to just adapt to the NFL and, and get mental reps. Um, what he's really strong is he's very accurate. Very, very accurate when you watch his tape. But the only opportunities with him is that he stared down his receiver, which can create a lot of turnovers um, and which can also make you hold on to the ball. Kind of reminds me of a little bit of Davy Jones, how he holds on to the ball too much and his durability. So he actually had a huge fibula. He broke his fibula and also collarbone. So it's a little nerve wracking, especially if you're going to uh, draft your sixth overall pick on a future franchise quarterback. But um, what do you think? Do you think Rivers is going to be done? Do you think he's done in Chargers? Do you think he's going to do another year or two? I mean, I think they would have extended him by now, you know, if they wanted to keep him around. I mean, same you could say the same thing with Brady though, too, right? Yeah. So I, I don't I don't think Rivers is gonna be there. And a lot of people are saying Brady's gonna be the one that goes to LA. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. There's a lot Where's of, River going think... then? Where's Rivers going? Jags? I think I think if Rivers doesn't play for the Chargers, I think he retires. Okay. I think he's – that's all. That's it. Dude's got like 10 kids, dude. He ain't moving 10 kids. <laughs> he's trying to build up a whole damn team. He's got – he's one more. He's got a full football team. Freaking guy. Uh, so, yeah, I think Rivers is donezo if he doesn't get re-signed by the Chargers, which leads Same us that. to the – Go ahead. And I, I, that's why I think that, like, we might have to do – we're probably going to have to do another mock draft because we're going to have to see what free agency um, – comes out and the results of those, because that's going to completely decipher our um, some of our picks. I mean, obviously not like maybe our top five, yeah. but, you know, if they re-sign Rivers, they might wait. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I'll change everything. It's like even like Dallas, like I'm hoping they get to Dell Pickett, but if they trade for Jamal Adams, then it's not even a question anymore. You know, yeah. So we'll, yeah. we'll do another one for sure after free agency. Um, <clears throat> Carolina Panthers, 
No, I originally actually had um, Derek Brown, the D tackle from Auburn, going there. But then mm-hmm. with the news of Luke Keekley, you know, one of the greatest linebackers we've seen, you know, with our own eyes at least, you know, it's kind of crazy that he retired. Was he 27, 28, 28? 28. 28. 28 years old. Retired. I think it's going to start to be a trend too, by the way, the NFL. People are going to start retiring a lot more before 30. So with that being said, I actually went with um, – Clemson's uh, linebacker or even safety, Isaiah Simmons. Um, he was like a literally dude that national championship game. He was like a one man wrecking crew in the, like the first half or so of that game. Isaiah Simmons was all over the field, and then he played. Dude can play anywhere. Yeah. Put him anywhere on the field and cover. He was covering uh, running backs out of the backfield. He's covering the slot wideouts. He was in the box. You know, he was rangy. He has literally everything you want. You know, if you have a good defensive coordinator, that's good with a guy with jack-of-all-trades. You know, he can be a disruptor. So I'm going to go with Isaiah Simmons. Um, and, again, I'd probably put him at line. I don't know if I'd put him at middle where Keekley is, but he definitely needs to be, you know, accounted for in the, you know, the same eyes, the same aspect as Luke Keekley is. Which kind of sucks from that rule as well. You know, you just got that job and you're basically your leader retires. Dude, they might have – Keekley gone, Olsen gone, and Cam Newton gone. You know, it's legitimately a new era in Carolina for Matt Rule. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Cam Newton's gone. The only thing is because who are they going to put? I'm just saying a possible chance. And the Joe, yeah. guy, Joe Brady, there's the offensive coordinator now, right? Yeah. He might no, not. Maybe not. he says, I don't want Cam. How about that? Give me somebody else. Maybe they got a quarterback they might trade up for. You never know, right? With that, the seventh yeah. pick. I mean, they do have the seventh pick. They can still take a quarterback too. You know. Yeah. But um, I, I do agree with that pick. I think that's a solid pick for them, and I think that would um help Luke Keekley's retirement a little bit. I mean, obviously he's not gonna have it full because Luke is one of generation type of guy, but it's gonna help a little bit. So now on the clock is the Arizona Cardinals, and um, there's there's a few directions that I was thinking about going, but I just like when I saw. This name, I just my mouth salvated because I just thought like how many, how cool it would be. So I'm taking um, CD Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that you know he worked, he played with Murray, um, so I think that they're gonna have that chemistry. Fitz will eventually retire, um, might be in 2030, but he will will eventually <laughs> retire. But they don't play the same position. He plays more the outside, um, and which, which which is really cool is that he actually lacks. Um, going over the middle and, and like, doing those option plays. He, that's his area of opportunity with those op- option routes. So Fitz would be able to probably kind of, like, mold him and help him develop into that, which is kind of cool. Um, he has great – he has strong hands and can take the top off the defense, but he's not the fastest, if that makes any sense. For somehow he ha- knows how to create separation um, and take the top off the defense, but he's not the fastest. And, um, and Arizona liked that last year. You didn't see a lot of big plays – from the Arizona offense, there was a lot of more like dunks and like and just like quick stuff that got the, uh, the ball down the field. So, I think that's why it'll be a perfect fit for the Cardinals' um, big play opportunity in the twenty twenty. Yeah, he would fit that offense pretty well. How big is CD Lamb? You know? Yeah. Is he like six foot? That's all I see. He reminds me of like when I look at his like body structure. It reminds me of um, Cooks, Brandon Cooks. I hope he's not like Brandon Cooks, though. That's what he reminds me of, though. Like, he's, yeah, you know, he's not super fast, but he's fast enough. And he's got like that small body frame. Like, he just in and out, of his cuts real quick, gets to catch the ball, get down. 
Yeah, that's who he reminds me a little bit. He's got but, great yeah, hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, nine. Nine pick is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm actually going to go with – this is when I reversed it right here. I'm going to go with Derek Brown, new D-tackle at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as they got – I mean, anybody can use – the biggest thing in football, as we've always said, is your trenches. Like, if you have a top 10 pick, you know, and there's, you know, a premier run stuffer there, you know, those are the guys you got to take. Even on the offensive line, like the Giants, for example. It's not a sexy pick, right? You know, oh, I don't – I got to get the stud quarterback or the wide out or the running back or like the – playmaking cornerback. If you win the trenches, win the battle in the trenches on both sides of the ball, usually that's the recipe for success. So when you're a team that's in the top 10, usually didn't have a great season. Okay, that's why you're in the top 10. So the best way to rebuild your team, obviously, is to rebuild the trenches there. So I think the best defensive lineman up front is Derek Brown. I've wished he would fall, you know, to Dallas, but obviously that's going to be damn near impossible. I think he's a top 10 pick. Um, but I think that's the best choice for the Jaguars in this situation. Yeah, and I think uh, teaming him up with Campbell would be would be beneficial for him as well. Get a lot of um, one-on-one opportunities. Yeah, they got um, – who's their other end too? Who was that? Who's the, who's the other end they got? They got Campbell. I mean, Brown will be the D-tackle. He can Allen, play the end too, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah, so they got – oh, yeah. They got Josh Allen last year. Yeah. Campbell, Josh Allen. I mean, they got two sick edge guys. And then you put him in the middle, Derek Brown. It's a pretty good combo. Just got to get somebody in the secondary now, and you're freaking moving. Yeah. So, with the 10th pick, the Cleveland Browns, I think this is something very easy for the Browns to do. Um, I think that they need to address that offensive line. They need to address it. Baker had no time. No time. So, um, there was two people I was thinking about uh, that can, you know, help fit fill this void, and that's Jarek Wills, offensive tackle, Alabama. And then I was thinking roll about – Roll tie. And then I was possibly thinking about uh, Tristan Wirfs, O-tackle, Iowa. But the reason why I think that Wills will get selected is the reason why is because he's not just a tackle. Like, I think he will be able to be make the transition of being a versatile, versatile lineman that can benefit the Browns and use them wherever they need. So I think that's the reason why he will be um, – that's why he'll get drafted. Um, and he's a great pass blocker. And I kind of compare him to Jason Peters. When I see Jason Peters and I see him, they're very quick on the feet, good hands. Um, and I think that he would be very beneficial for the Browns. And they need to address that line after trading and having everyone – well, having uh, Joe Thomas retire and stuff like that. And it lasts like three or four years. Yeah, that's a good pick. I like that pick. Because yeah, it, can go, it can go a couple ways too, but like – you know, just kind of like the pick I just had too. You take your short yeah. up that O line, short up the D line. You know, you're you're pretty set. And plus, you got your future back there. You got Chubb, you got Hunt, you got um, Mayfield. And who knows what's going to happen when you know Beckham and Landry and all that. You know, I feel like Beckham wants another trade or whatever. But as, if you got playmakers like that, now you know, as long as you protect Mayfield, you should be all right. You can't protect him. Well, it doesn't matter who you got. That's why I keep saying like that's why they need they need to address the offensive line and I, like if I'm the Browns I might draft them the first two picks offensive line because and that because Odell Beckham needs time well, it doesn't need time but Baker needs time to throw to Odell Beckham because he does a lot more longer routes where Landry does quick crisp routes right over the middle and that's why Landry was so successful this year was because that he was just getting open so quickly and they were giving him pop passes quick passes screens um, hitches slants that were like that benefit in Landry, but Odell Beckham needs, he's a big play type of guy, and you need time for that. 
Yeah, uh, they should they should probably, like you said, address a few picks on that offensive line. You know, even for depth purposes as well. Guy gets down, guy gets injured. You got to have like that fifth guy, sixth guy that can you know be a swing tackle, swing guard, something like that. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's our that's our one through ten mark. I mean, that's the easy part. Though. Eleven next week, eleven through twenty is going to be difficult. Yeah, and well, and what I want to say is, this is why, like you know, unfortunately. Little advice here. There's a lot of receivers, a lot of receivers that are good that you can get and not waste a first round draft pick. And that, like I know we mentioned one, but I think in uh, picks 11 through 20, I anticipate being at least three to four receivers coming off the board, at least. Yeah. And that's going to be, and for me, I'm like, if I'm an organization, I'm waiting until round two. That's how deep this receiving core is. It's the best receiving core that I can remember. You think it's the best position in the draft? Yes, and it's the deepest. All right. Yeah, we'll it's see. The I, didn't really, I didn't really dig into. I didn't really look ahead too much. We're eleven through twenty, so I gotta. I'll start doing some of my research this week. But you know, I'm excited about that's for sure. So I'll see how many receivers I end up freaking picking. I'm sure I'll be texting you tomorrow about it. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that. And then also, you know, sometimes the, the offensive line. I mean, we always said it's Dallas never makes the sexiest pick, but they nail their picks. And sometimes you got to just address the offensive line to give the big men some luck. Yeah. Hey, man. That's so, hey, that's how you win games, man. Offensive line, defense line. That's how you win football games. Nice. The skill positions. doesn't matter how you have Barry Sanders, Jerry Rice, and John Elway as your, your, your triplets. They ain't got no protection up front. They ain't doing crap. They ain't having an all-fame career. Just how nope. it is. Um, but, guys, that's our 1 through 10. Next week, again, we'll go 11 through 20 for you. And then the following week, we'll go 21 through 32. Now, rather than that, all right, we covered the championship Sunday coming up, college football. We gave you some few um, DraftKing bets there as well and then our mock draft. So, that's the episode. Um, hope you guys have a good weekend. Hopefully, you make some money off the bets that I gave you there. Let me know if you play them. Let Mart know as well. Hit him up on Twitter. Uh, talk on football. Um, let them know what you think about our picks one through ten. If you got beef with them, if you like them, what would you change? What would you do? If you think there's gonna be any trade ups, trade downs, you know, give us some ideas. All right, uh, Mark, you got anything? No, just uh, enjoy championship weekend. All right, guys. Well, have a good weekend. Hopefully, it's the best one of all time. We'll see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>